Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. As we round out the show, uh, we're always looking for little angles, little things to think about, uh, especially as we enter the new year and everyone's kind of attacking new things, new opportunities, new goals set. And one of the things that I keep coming back to that's real crucial is this ability uh, to exhale and to pause and to actually get some rest. Uh, I often go back to a quote from George MacDonald, who was a Scotsman born in 1824. So think about this, 1824. He captured the challenges, the pressure and pace of our modern society way back in 1824. He said this. He said, work is not always required of men and women. There is such a thing as sacred idleness the cultivation of which is now fearfully neglected. Uh, That is so incredible to me that somebody was thinking that far ahead that in a time we would look at as very slow, he said, look, we're, we're already ignoring this whole idea of sacred idleness, that it's not always required of us to work. And so way back in the 1800s, George MacDonald is now saying, hey, we're moving too fast, we're missing too much, And we're manufacturing way too much stress in the process. So think about that compared to where we are today. We live in this world that's accelerating and fast forward. We have more changes in one of our days than in decades of our grandparents' lives. And as a result, so many of us are weary. We're just weary. And I believe it is a weariness of body and mind and soul And sadly, it's the kind that just doesn't disappear with a good night's rest. There are so many people in this nation who greet the dawn with this weariness that just continues to grow as the day drags on. And so, of course, there's a lot of external influences that are bringing on this weariness. Uh, Our cell phones, of course, are probably the biggest culprit because it keeps us forever going, ever scrolling, ever swiping, ever looking for likes and clicks. And so most of our weariness is actually self-inflicted. And there's a number of ways we can do it. It's not just our phones. You can get pretty weary by attempting to do too much, by trying to please everybody. You ever tried that one? Uh, Obsessing on all the negative news. I think one big exhausting thing, we've talked about it before, that's holding a grudge. Hurry sickness, I think, is an epidemic in our society. Needlessly worrying about things that are beyond our control. Uh, that forever being tethered to technology. 
and then just not having time for the things that mattered most. So all of these things add all kinds of weight to our weariness. So I want to go back to George MacDonald. There is such a thing as sacred idleness, the cultivation of which is now fearfully, fearfully neglected. So George MacDonald knew that this sacred idleness was being neglected and that it was the key to overcoming the weariness of a very worn out world. Now, I want to be very, very clear here about what sacred idleness is not. Sacred idleness is not a way to justify self-indulgence or laziness or narcissism. Sacred idleness is not about just escaping reality, mindlessly watching TV, sleeping all day, surfing social media forever, or just having a justification for doing what feels good. So I think the key to all of this is the focus on the sacred the things that renew, that rejuvenate, that restore. And I would also note that it's not necessarily equated to things that are of a religious nature, although it can be. It is for me. So it's important that this word sacred is defined as something highly valued, something set aside or set apart for a specific purpose. Sacred idleness. Uh, if you think about it in the context of a uh, a parent has a sacred fund for their child's college education that was saved through their hard work, their sacrifice, that's a good example. Uh, or just time set aside for loved ones can be sacred time. So sacred idleness is this opportunity to rest, but uh, it's not just the lying in a hammock uh, spaced out kind of way. Uh, In fact, I I came across this uh, piece. It was in the New York Times, uh, and it was a segment from Ezra Klein's, the the Ezra Klein show. And he had several quotes in there that really struck me, that really connected to this idea of sacred idleness. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Uh, He actually quoted Abraham Joshua Heschel, Uh, Rabbi Heschel uh, had a great line when it comes to this sacred idleness. He says, six days a week, we dominate the world. And the seventh day, we try to dominate the self. And it's amazing how much harder it is to do that. But if you think about that question deeply, that's really what a a Sabbath, a Shabbat is really all about. It's, It's about living at a different speed. And I want to be real clear here, and this is uh, something that Klein pointed out in his piece. He said, often we use this metaphor for rest. We talk about it in terms of recharging. You know, we often say, I need to recharge my batteries. 
uh, as if we were all iPhones or iPods and we just needed to be plugged in overnight so we can again do our function when we get up in the morning. And Heschel uh, understood this. He says, no, we're, we're not. We're not just this thing to be recharged. Uh, Rabbi Heschel said it this way. He said, man is not a beast of burden, and the Sabbath is not for the purpose of enhance, enhancing the efficiency of his work. <laughs> so what he was saying is, you're not an iPhone. You're not just to recharge so you can go back and do more work. That's not what it's for. Uh, and I love this. Heschel said that labor is a craft but perfect rest is an art. There's one for you today. Labor is a craft. So what we do in our jobs, what we do uh, when we enter the workforce, what we do during our day, the things that we have to get done, that kind of labor is a craft. But perfect rest is an art. And just imagine, you know, what, what would happen if we really kind of lived this whole idea of a Sabbath? What if we really did disconnect, not just so we can do more work when it comes to Monday, but if we used it in the sacred idleness kind of way, that would really put us in a place to create. Because to rest is not to stop doing everything, it's to be able to create other things that matter more. So sacred idleness is often that opportunity to rest. Again, not just lying in a hammock, not just going at a different speed than we do during our normal work days. Uh, we have to go about it differently. Uh, there's a really interesting New Testament. Uh, we've gone Old Testament. Now let's go New Testament. Really interesting New Testament reference to all of this. And uh, Jesus is talking to the apostles who have been out doing all of this work, and they came back and reported in. And this is what it says. It says, And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest. Rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. So they had no sacred idleness. They had no opportunity. I love that it's leisure. I don't think they were talking about putting your feet up or uh, being out on a hammock somewhere. And so we do need that time where we can actually recreate. I think that's where we often get mixed up. We talk about recreation. We should really focus that on recreation because I think that's very different. And to me, it's all about changing, not just the speed, but changing the focus. Not just to stop doing things we call work, but to create space for things that will create because ultimately that's where sacred idleness happens. So I think George MacDonald, way back in 1824, he got it right. That all of this work, all of this pressing and stressing are not always required. There is such a thing as sacred idleness. And as Rabbi Heschel said, labor is a craft, but perfect rest is an art. Check it out today. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. And as always, as you go out into the world today... Make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale. KSL.
XL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all-day companion for news. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.